0: Breaking the Wall podcast. It is me, Brandon, and we are in a new year. This is the first episode of Breaking the Wall podcast in 2022, which feels wild. And as we focus on the new year, we're also already thinking about summer. I mean, at least for me, I'm starting to put together some summer plans for uh, my own programming. But, and I'll be putting out those dates uh, soon, but I've been thinking a lot about what dancers need nowadays, right? In the time of a COVID pandemic, in the time of, you know, just normal dancer struggles of being a professional, you know, and I'm looking at other workshops and what they offer and I'm actually realizing there's a lot of programs that fall short of offering Long-term opportunities for their participants, right? So maybe in the past you've been to summer intensives where you dance from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and you do it for a week or three weeks, or maybe you're gone for a whole month and there's a performance at the end. It's all very technical based, but I, as I'm reading these different, you know, mission statements um, and program descriptions. I'm trying to decide what the programs are actually offering. And I wanted to make this episode to help you all kind of see what you're going to get from a program maybe you've never done before, right? And what do you actually want? What do you want to get out of your summer programming? So it's not just, you know, going and dancing for lots of hours to say you did something. What are you actually getting out of the experience? So this will be a really short episode. But I broke this up into two offerings that I think dancers should be looking for. And the first thing is a new experience. So a new experience outside of your comfort zone. So the first way you can do that is through location. So maybe you go to school in, I don't know, I'm biased, Arizona, and you want to go take you know, a workshop elsewhere, maybe you're not going to L.A. because that's very close and maybe that's where you're from, I don't know. But maybe you go to New York or you go to Europe. Any new city that has a different dance scene than you're used to at school is going to be a great choice. And even if it's not about the dancing, maybe it's about the community that surrounds that program or surrounds that city. So if you're going to Europe, it's a completely different culture than we have here in the States. So looking into that is going to be a good option. You can also, instead of location, think about a new experience in terms of technique. So maybe a style-specific intensive. If you are really contemporary dancer, maybe investing in a ballet intensive or a hip-hop intensive or a jazz one or whatever the opposite of what your comfort zone is, is a great idea for an intensive. And, you know either switching up the location or finding a new experience and a different technique. I think these kind of workshops are great for, you know, freshmen and sophomores. So if you're a freshman or sophomore in college, I think now is a great time for you to be Investing in those new styles, investing in those new places just kind of put your feelers out and get a broad idea of what's available to you and what areas you still need to be working on. So looking at, you know, workshops, um, you know, bigger companies kind of do this. Hubbard Street does a good job of, you know, contemporary, a wide range contemporary uh, workshop. You could go to Joffrey. I know they have a bunch of different ballet workshops and intensives. You can do a lot of regional things if you're looking for those ballet intensives. You could even kind of make your own. I know you could do like an in-studio one. I think these are great for people who are in their first or second year of school, like if you went to Broadway Dance Center or Millennium Dance Complex in LA. like You can build your own workshop as well, even if the studio itself doesn't offer it. Maybe you go to LA for a week and you say, I'm going to take, I don't know, 10 to 20 classes in this in this one week and work with spe- specific choreographers, I think that's a great use of your time. You're getting to know the area, you're getting to know the work, you're getting to know the techniques. What a great way to spend a week or a month of your summer in a time when you really need to be investing in learning and growing in new ideas. So that's the first offering you should be looking for, new experiences, and that's really de- designed for you know those first two years of college, Um, but the other offering you should be looking for is possibility of employment. And I think this is where we kind of, uh, assume that it's already wrapped in there, but there are programs that are designed to help dancers book jobs. And there's programs more designed to just teach a lot of dance technique to dancers. So possibilities for employment employment. We need to be finding places that advertise as a place to book jobs. So that's their main thing. I think Springboard Dance Montreal does a great job of this. Maybe you also heard of Northwest Dance Project. They have their launch program that is designed to hire dancers to filter them right into the company. Um, aside from those bigger organizations that pull in, you know, different companies, different choreographers, you can also seek out individual choreographers right? Like the, um, who does workshops? I know Kegwin used to do them. Kegwin and company used to do them all the time. And that's how I got my first job with Kegwin was I did a, I worked directly with that choreographer, but really it's about finding those more intimate and selective, uh, workshops or intensives. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be more, um, you know, have a better grasp on the idea of, hiring the dancers that come through their workshops. When you get into the bigger ones where you're having hundreds of students, hundreds of different dancers, it's re- you can tell it's really more designed just to give, you know, as many people an experience to dance as possible. It's not necessarily driven towards dancers to get hired from that company. And these are really for people who are looking for jobs in the near future. So if you're a junior or a senior In or at, if you graduated from college already, these are going to be the workshops that I would love for you to really gear yourself towards. And I mean, if you want this to be your career, you have to understand that we can't just be going to summer camp anymore, right? We've been doing that through high school. We've been doing that for our first few years of college, maybe. We like go and we said we did something. It's time to get selective now. It's time to really find the places that. You're not only showing it to dance, you're showing it to work, right? So finding the places that show you as a hard worker, see, let people see how you work, that's going to be super important, especially in your last two years plus of college. So those are the two offerings I want you to be looking for. And to do this, you need to be doing some research. So I want you to go to the websites, go to their Instagram pages, and just see what their synopsis is. Is a synopsis? Synopsi? Whatever. See whatever the description of these programs are. So you can do that by looking at a sample schedule. Most workshops will have one on there. It will say what their hours look like. um, Is it going to be mainly technique classes all day? How long are the days? Is there any downtime? Like if you're going to Europe for maybe an NDT intensive, wouldn't you want to have some time to be able to explore the surrounding community? I mean, I know a lot of people like go to Europe, and then they're miserable because they are dancing this beautiful work, of course, and doing that work. But they're in a town that's really small, and um, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity for them to venture out of that small town. So their day to day lives are really invested in this one dance community. Maybe that's good for you, but knowing the area before you sign a contract to live there for a year, two years however long, is super important. So look at that with the sample schedule. You can also see in their description if there's performance opportunities, right? Who's coming to those performance opportunities? Is it just for family and friends? Are they bringing in casting agents or other directors? Um, is, is the whole thing process-based? Or are they really trying to create a product? Are they trying to make a show at the end? Or are they just trying to show some work that you've been working on for the past week or so? So that's one of the first ways you can do research. Um, Another thing I want you to be looking for, and this is a little more nuanced, so it's a little more challenging to find, but who is at the front of the room? And you can do this, yeah, maybe through the website, but also through people who have done the workshops before. This is a great question to ask your fellow dancers or maybe if you know someone in the company, but who is at the front of the room? Yeah, who is the one... Teaching. who is the one leading most of the time? Is it the company members? Maybe it's the artistic director leading most of the movement. Probably not. Um, is it uh, different choreographers? I know um, uh, New Dialect in Nashville, they bring in a bunch of different choreographers and you work directly with them for their workshops, right? They are a rep-based company. So whenever you do something for New Dialect, yeah, you're working with company members, but their emphasis is more on the choreographers that they're bringing in to be at the front of the room. So you have an opportunity to, yes, work with new dialect, but also these individual choreographers along the way too. Uh, But I mean, I say this because I've been to programs where I'm working with one company member for like 80% of the time, right? And the Arctic director doesn't even know everyone's names, right? They just walk in, they might watch technique class, um, but they're not working with you. It's not a hands-on thing. And they might even advertise it. And this is the most frustrating part. They might advertise it as an opportunity to work closer with, you know, artistic director, blah, blah, blah. And you just see that artistic director walking around doing a million other things. Of course, that's their job. But if you are entering a workshop and expecting to work with that person, you hope you get some face time with them, right? So look for that. Ask people who've done the program before who is at the front of the room. That's going to be a huge factor in how you experience your time there. Um, The final thing I want you to look for is kind of goes along with that. It's alumni stories, right? And hopefully the places that you are looking have this on the website. You know, what are the people who took this intensive or workshop before? What are they doing now, right? Are they in the company? Um, Are they dancing somewhere else? Do they not mention alumni at all? Any experiences of where they go on to? I mean, this is the best way to find out if a program is really worth it for you, in my opinion, right? And it also speaks to what that workshop's goals are. For me, through my workshops with Shift and through Momentum Coaching Club, my goal is to get dancers results. I want to see them dancing for the Met Opera. I want to see them dancing with Uh, these choreographers that they tell me they want to be dancing with. So it's my responsibility as this curator, as a program director, to bring those people in or find a way for them to make that connection point. And they're also all working with me, right? I'm the person that they are working with 80 to 90% of the time. Yes, the people I bring in are also incredible and useful people, but... You know, I am that one consistent thing. So on the website, for whatever my programs are, I say, you are working directly with me. That is the first thing. You are working with me one-on-one and in groups, right? So look for those alumni stories. Look for what people who have done the workshops are doing now, yeah? So that's the research side of it. And before I let you go, I do wanna wrap this up, but I just wanna say, as you're doing your research, you're gonna notice the cost. Yeah, I think it would be unfair for me to be like, and just forget about the cost. The cost is a lot. A lot of time for these workshops, it's going to be, you know, upwards for anywhere from $300 to $2,000, not including housing, right? That's just tuition. Now you have to figure out where to stay, if you're traveling somewhere, how to get there, how to live there, you know, and it is a lot. But for me, and what I try to you know, I try to walk the walk here. For me, it's a non-negotiable to do workshops. If you wanna be a professional dancer, you have to do workshops consistently. When I say consistently, I don't mean every week, every month, you just need to have something that works for you in order to stay relevant, stay in the know of what's happening, stay engaged with the community, and stay, you know, meeting new people. I mean, I'm a 30-year-old, okay, I'm 29, but I'm assumed to be 30-year-old employed dancer, and I'm still taking at least one workshop a year, right? That's how important it is. It's so important. Even once you get a job, keep looking for those opportunities to learn more, grow more, and be ready to pay for those experiences because they are that valuable. And if you're doing the research to find the program that fits your current needs, whether that's just more technique more, um, you know, new experiences, getting closer to a job or having those job connections, you can't afford not to do workshops. Yes, you can't afford not to do workshops. So yes, we need to be able to afford them. We can talk about that in in my DMs if you want to reach out and be like, how do I afford this? I can definitely give you some ideas. I know I've done some money raising episodes in the past. But I'm interested in engaging with you about this because it is so important that you find these opportunities for yourself. So stay tuned for updates on my own summer workshop. I'm so excited to be bringing a real life workshop to New York City. Um, I've done virtual ones for the past two years, thanks to the pandemic. But you know, I'm feeling excited to bring one in person and all the possibilities that are, you know, really grounded in that. Um, so if you want to know more about that, please reach out to me. at It's Brandon Coleman. I would love to tell you about um, you know what I'm thinking and what it's going to be. But the dates and information for that will drop later this month. Um, but other than that, please share this episode. Please follow us on Instagram at Breaking the Wall Podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know we're almost a year old now, and some of you have listened to all. 50 plus episodes, which is incredible. And there's so much more to come. Um, So I'm wishing you all an an incredible 2022. And I will see you in a new episode. Bye, everybody.